The Business on RT Radio 1 with AIB. We know that your focus is on your business. That's why ours is on supporting you. The world of influencing and online content creation has always moved quickly, but in recent times, things have been changing faster than ever, as both the Revenue and the Advertising Standards Authority have stepped up their oversight. This signals an acknowledgement that content creation can be a serious and sometimes lucrative career, with many influencers showing themselves to be savvy entrepreneurs with a knack for building a brand. And I'm joined by two of them now, uh, very savvy entrepreneurs in this area, Lynn Hunter, uh, who's the founder of the Collaborations Agency. And also I'm joined by influencer Dev Skihan. Uh, you're both very welcome to the programme. Lynn, I suppose first to you, your agency, you, you have 125 influencer clients. H- how big is this industry now? Oh, it's, 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 it's massive. We have been in this space. I have been working in this space for over 15 years. Um, we have two, I have, well, three agencies now, but I am with my other agency, Hunter Communications. We always worked in this space with lots of different brands. Um, and really, I suppose over eight years ago, I really saw the growth in it. So um, I set up the collaborations agency. And what kind of money are companies spending on campaigns? Um, it, like it's 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 a massive part of brands marketing campaigns. Um, definitely, when um, I, I suppose the cut through, you know, whether they're spending above the line, below the line, but content creation because people, I suppose, can really track and see the value in it. Um, it's instant. Um, you know, if, if for example, I am a firm believer still in traditional media. However, if you're doing a print ad, uh, you know, how you really can you track that? You know, what are the KPIs for that? Whereas with content creation and with um, online support, you can really automatically see the click throughs, the potentials of sales, the engagement, the brand awareness. So all those key um, I suppose objectives for a marketing campaign you can really So um, it delivers a lot of the things that absolutely. these companies want but I suppose yeah. there's still a question of whether whether it works and whether it's hitting the right market Dev, Dev when did you get into it or how did you get into it? So I think I've always created content from a young age like picking up a camera but my background and my college degree is in drama and theatre studies. So I wanted to be able to reach an audience and be able to speak to people either on stage, on radio, on TV. And I actually graduated in lockdown. So nothing was hiring. You couldn't go anywhere. And at some point that might have been a bit of a, a push to say, I could make money out of this. This this can be an income source. This could be what I do. A hundred percent. And it started as almost a passion project, something to do. And it was something I loved to do. So I went and made videos and little skits. It sounds like easy money when I think about product <laughs> placement, when I think about making a bit of a fun video and kind of maybe getting paid by somebody to mention something. But let's say, for example, uh, Falcha Ireland was reported there uh, recently as having paid 46 influencers a total of 300,000 to promote Irish tourism. You've worked with them. What, what would be involved from your end of doing something like that? So... My favourite misconception is saying that it's an easy job because anyone who is successful in a job has worked hard. And when it comes to working with a client, it can take about nine weeks of back and forth emails through the PR company, your agency and the influencer, making sure that the brief is to what suits everyone. And that back and forth, to some extent, is that a negotiation 
of what you're prepared to say are not prepared to say. That's it's what not the like back and forth is there for. Because some companies will try and script you because they don't trust you. And like the collaborations agency, all of my agents are like, do you like this brief? What do you want to go back on? And it makes sure that it's authentic to the people who want to listen to me. I'm not going to promote something that isn't from my own voice. And when it comes to the money, Lynn, what, what kind of money, let's say, might somebody get for a particular post or a particular video? Well, I suppose you really have to break that down. So it depends on their reach, relevance, how many followers they have, the engagement that they have. So it's, you know... uh, know, Between what and what? To give you an example, it could be anywhere from, say, 200 euros up all the way up to maybe five, six thousand euros, depending on how many followers they have and, you know, their audience. So, you know, we've got micro nano um, content creators that really do deliver great results for for brands. And then you've got your top tier content creators that could have a combined social media presence of over three million followers. So really, you have to take that into consideration when you're pricing out a campaign. And also, it depends on what the required outputs are as well. And you mentioned as well about targeting particular audiences Mm -hmm. that, you know, the clients, the companies that are advertising and and they have their brands and campaigns that they want to do. But I was reading there, uh, Core Media had a study which said that 54% of adults under 30 look to influencers as their first port of call for info about a brand or a product. That, yeah. That's very, very significant oh, in it's, that age it's, group, it's, isn't it? It's phenomenal. Well, what I'm, if you're over 30? <laughs> am I, am I, the, am I look, the target market? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I suppose the biggest thing is, is, you know, people uh, really follow content creators. Uh, I, I always bring this back to this. Use and joy. Use. Am I learning something? Are they teaching me something? Am I learning about travel? Are they teaching me a recipe? Joy. Are they making me smile? Are they making me laugh? And they're really key components when you're creating a brand campaign for a, a So people a, a want client. to be entertained. And yeah. I, I mean, come to We're the regulation <laughs> part of it in, in a moment. But Dev, I would imagine when you go back to the, the origins of influencing, People will say they they want to follow you. You 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 know you're an influencer for them because they're entertained by the videos you put up. They might be funny. They're a bit of crack. They're curious about you and your life. What are you doing now? And they're also they want to see what you like, whether it's products, whether it's whatever. Say I'm wearing this. I got this. Whatever. There's a balance to be struck, though, isn't there? Whereby if you end up advertising too much and taking in the opportunity to take in too much money, then your followers aren't really getting to see what you like or don't like. They're getting to see what you're getting paid to say you like or don't like. It's a great point. And I think it comes down to each influencer having a voice to be able to say that they will not work with brands that they don't already stand with and love. If you but get... is that true though? Absolutely. <laughs> I I will as D's agent, but also, you know, our, our got, you know, pe- consumers aren't stupid and consumers can see through things. And if we always uh, within our agency, the first thing we ask for from a client is, can we see the brief? We share the brief with the content creator. And if the content creator doesn't like the brief or doesn't feel that they're the right fit, they will, uh, you know, not 
not take it. But, you know, it has to be people are in this for the long haul. If you put something, if you work with with a brand that doesn't resonate with your audience, it will stick out like a sore thumb. So it's really not a clever strategy to take every brand. It might be short term gain, but absolutely. But we're in this for the long haul. So with with myself and my team, we're very very clear from the outset with our guys. Does this resonate? Like we've actually declined briefs because we just don't have the right people that fit it. There's an audience for everyone. However. It doesn't do us justice or our content creators justice what, what to work with the, the wrong brands. The regulatory environment, Dev, there's the Advertising Standards Authority. And, mm-hmm. and if something and is Hawkeye. is a gift, yeah, if something is a is, is a gift or a freebie or if, if you're being actually paid to, to recommend something or show something, you must disclose that. You have to declare everything. And this is something that is becoming more and more prominent because there are, unfortunately, there are creators and influencers that feel they're above the guidelines and they do not disclose, which gives everyone else the bad name of we can't Mm. trust these influencers because they're just being paid. You might be in a position to know, for example, if if people are receiving gifts Mm -hmm. and they don't mark it as a gift. It's just there. Perhaps as an influencer, the same company might have offered you that gift. So when you see that on another influencer, you kind of know that that was on offer. Is that happening? I can see it immediately. I know how a post is written, whether it's paid or gifted stay and experience. And What's the tax status of gifts then? So it's you to the to... value of the gift is what you now have to pay tax on. So the new like guidelines that have come in by ASAI and what is really being honed down on, which is great, is people, influencers, have to pay tax on their gifts, which means now in the PR stance, so my I worked in PR for Hunter Communications, I now also understand that a lot of influencers, I'm declining more and more gifts because I'm like, I have to so pay up, yeah. to receive this. And I just want, Lynn, I want to ask you a bit about sure. the, the, the industry, the business, uh, the phenomenon uh, has, has made it so far quite quickly in the Irish market. What's next? What, what direction do you see it going? <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, definitely what, what's next is we've just actually launched Social Content HQ, user-generated content that Dev is actually creating as well for different brands. And I suppose... So user, what is that? Uh, user-generated content is really uh, content created by content creators and consumers and it's published on social media channels in the forms of videos, images, testimonials, even podcasts. It's, it's So what would be an example? What, what would look different about that? I suppose it's you don't, the content creator doesn't necessarily have to feature in the content. A content creator can really take the consumer on the journey, whether it's, you know, you're... Um, so you're in a supermarket and you show it, all the stuff on absolutely. the shelf. Absolutely. So you could take a, pick up the basket. That sounds like a return to old TV advertising, doesn't it? In, in, in a way, absolutely. But people, people are, it's highly engaging people are, and you're taking the consumer on the journey and people are nosy and it's working. Okay, well, and a whole new frontier. Uh, Lynn Hunter, founder of the Collaborations Agency and Dev Ski, and thank you both very much for joining us on the programme.